we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm in the most prominent form for hip-hop. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Effie. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of Prince of People. Lord. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, T Danby. Charlemagne the God, he's uh I guess he's on his way. Oh, I thought he was just there. Well that's the yo 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 we use to get people excited and up and ready for the morning. Uh it is Thursday. Yes, today is Thursday. Good morning to you. I'm exhausted. How are you feeling? You tired? What you did yesterday? Anything? Uh, yeah. Well, stupidly, you know, it is really hot out. And I was like, I'm going to go for a little jog in the park. But I tried to go early before it got really hot. 
Mm-hmm. So that was rough. Mm-hmm. And then my parents came over. That's always exhausting. It's like babysitting when kids come over. Yes. So that's what that felt like. And then the alarm started going off at the juice bar at like 3 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. So I've pretty much been up since then uh, dealing with, I don't know what happened, but yeah. So then I couldn't go back to sleep. Well, yesterday I had to go to the podiatrist. The podiatrist. Podiatrist? What about your foot? Um, I have athlete's foot. Oh, you got fungus. Athlete's foot. Yes, yeah, fungus. You're not an yes. athlete. Right. That's what I said. But no. So uh, your feet stink because, you know, when people have athlete's feet. No, they don't stink. It does. It definitely it, it, does. It, it does fungus. not stink. It does. You want to smell sure. it now? Is that why you took down your OnlyFan page where it was just your feet? I don't have an OnlyFans you page for just my feet. Somebody so don't now, but somebody, you had. Somebody created that. It wasn't me. So it's black under your toenails? It's not black under my toenails. It was a little uh, a scabby. I, you know, I know my body. So it was a little scabby. scabby. Yeah, you want to see? It was like it was like peeling, like the bottom of my feet was like peeling. I'm telling you, man, if you listen, to, if you've been listening to the Breakfast Club for a long time, mm-hmm. bro, it's only a matter of time before you start hearing about more aging, aging things like this. Now, nah, well, it wasn't. Okay. Um, that has nothing to do with age. What happened is my son, Scaly he wears rash. my sneakers, and you know he's an athlete. You know why? Because he's 18. <laughs> right. Okay, you old, bro. So he wears my sneakers. And he wears my 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 slippers and, and my Ooh. kicks, and I guess sometimes he doesn't wear socks. And you know when I throw on my shoes to run around the uh-huh. house or to run to get the kids or so whatever. So you have it may be. moist raw skin. Right. So right now I have moist raw skin. So you can get monkeypox like that. What? I don't know. You should get that. Um... <laughs> I thought monkeypox had something to do with your skin. I thought it was skin to skin contact or something like that. So that's what happened. So my son, he wears my we wear the same size, which is a size ten. Wow. And you know, he's he been wearing my kicks, my sneakers, my slippers, my this. Uggs, and all that stuff around the house. And now, because of that, you I said have, your Uggs. Yeah, my Uggs. Isn't it kind of hot to be wearing Uggs? No, they're like flip flop Uggs. Oh, they got the holes in them. You wear them when I go to the pool. I, I thought wear, you were wearing Uggs, like you know the winter boots. No, nah, no, nah, not the, those type of Uggs. Your athlete's foot ain't got nothing to do with age. No. Okay. No, no, no. It's just you know I got it from my son. Yeah, anybody could get it at any age. Any it has age. to do with yeah. It, but that means that your feet have fungus on it. Yeah, my feet have fungus on it right now. Older we get, you're going to start hearing about our doctor's appointments. Okay, I just want y'all to know that. That's going to be a regular segment on the <laughs> Breakfast Club soon, as old as we are. Okay, it's going to be about our regular scheduled doctor appointments. I got a colon. Uh, I'm going to get a colon thing next, uh, next colonoscopy. month. Colonoscopy. Colonoscopy uh, next month I'm going to get Oh, one. we going together? We're not going together, What'd but I already us? have mine scheduled. Mine been scheduled for a couple of months. I'm going. I'm going. We going August. together. In Jersey, uh, right? Man, so don't wait, worry about where so I'm going. Don't going worry about where I'm going to be bent over with my ass open, okay? We're going together. Don't worry about that. We're so going did together. you have to take medicine? What do you have to do? It, no, I went to the doctor. Now, now mind you, uh, I had to go to the doctor yesterday. Every uh, nurse and, and everybody is, is young as hell. So it was like, yeah, we seen your name. We knew you were coming. I went to the doctor. The doctor looked at my foot. He was like, yeah, it's athlete's foot. Here's some cream. Put this cream for three days. You good money. What a cream. What? Where is the cream? Did you <laughs> my bring house. It with you? Oh, I didn't know if you had to apply it this morning. Are you going to apply it for me? No, I was going to, re- I'll, I'll, I was going to remind you. That's what, I'll that's bring how it I was tomorrow remind, if you want to apply I was going to remind you, Claude. I was <laughs> going to remind you. <laughs> Ray was going to remind Claude no. that you need to put his cream on his feet. I'll bring the cream feet. tomorrow okay? if you're going to do, do it for me. I'm not going to do it for you, but I'll remind you. No, and you know it can spread morning. to other places, too. Yes, that's why he was like, yeah, I'm glad you caught it early. All right. Let them tells you everything. I ain't telling y'all no more. You said what? Nothing. What'd you say? No, I didn't say anything. Oh my What'd gosh, you, you could get a ringworm. 
Now I had a. Uh, did you start the show? Please? I just want to tell you one more. I did have one in between my legs one time. You had ringworm? No, I had like it wasn't athlete's foot, no, but it was just like being kinky. Now, now it wasn't. It, it was when I yeah, I used to ride ride motorcycles. When you sit on the thing, you, you used ain't to get never hot. rode no motorcycle yes, ever. You used to ride tricycles. No, bro. Mo- you know what? I ain't ten talking. speeds. Now all of a sudden it's a motorcycle. T- you was not a rough rider. You're a liar. You used to have on it's biker bad. shorts with the gel in your butt and the um, before that bike. The, the, the knee I used pads. to have a motorcycle. You never. You was never a rough rider. Riders, no, between the legs, speeder. it would get warm and it would you're get low. You're a 10-speeder. You know what? I ain't messing with Cut you. Cut it out. Man, you are a liar. I'm and not. you've always been a liar. That's not true. Let's get the show cracking. I hate y'all. I say I hate coming coming here and, and being free. I can't even be free you in a place you, where... You be a freak, yeah? I said free. I didn't say oh, free. I'm sorry. I didn't have my headphones on. Front <laughs> <laughs> page is what we're talking about. Well, let's y'all. talk about these dangerously high temperatures that are persisting throughout the weekend. Millions of Americans will be experiencing triple-digit heat. That'll cause rashes, just by the way, that heat. Anyway, and you know what he told me? He told me you should put powder in your shoes. I thought that we weren't doing baby powder anymore. You don't have to do baby powder. There's other kinds of powder. Just make sure it's not Johnson & Johnson. It's like Johnson. jock itching your feet. Uh-uh. Put Johnson & Johnson on. You're going to get more than a rash. <laughs> All right. I hate y'all. Front page news is next. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Will we start easy? All right. Well, more than 85% of Americans are getting ready for temperatures above 90 degrees throughout the weekend. They said millions in the South Central U.S. are expected to experience readings in the triple digits. So that means more than 80 million people are under various heat alerts. So everybody, you have to be really careful as you're bracing for the heat. A lot of places are opening up community centers. Uh, and if you can avoid being outside and somehow conserve power so that systems can continue to operate, they're asking everybody to do that so you can get through it together. Why well, y'all like y'all don't know how to, uh, you know, move through some heat, man? I'm from South Carolina. You, you stay in the house when it's too hot and then when it get a little cooler in the evening, you go outside. Yeah, but sometimes the systems overheat and overload. I've been getting a lot of alerts saying, you know, in case your heat or your electricity goes out when everybody's on it because it's 100 degrees in oh, yeah, some we, places. We didn't have that growing up. We had the fan in the window and you um, you leave the door open and had the screen door closed. That's all. So it's really yeah, it's bad. going to be a hot one. But if all the power goes out, your fan won't work either. That's true. You know, so. Once we be outside. Yeah, that's when you got to go outside and right. sit under some shade. All right. And uh, President we'll Joe Biden pulch. announced yesterday a set of executive actions that he's taking on climate change. All of that is because he tried to do a wider climate cha- uh, change agenda, and that did not happen due to Congress. He said Congress is not acting as it should. Here is what Joe Biden had to say. As president, I have a responsibility to act with urgency and resolve when our nation faces clear and present danger. And that's what climate change is about. The health of our citizens and our communities is literally at stake. The UN's leading international climate scientists call the latest climate report nothing less than, quote, code red for humanity. We see it here in America, in red states and blue states. Extreme weather events costing $145 billion in damages just last year. I've flown over the vast majority of them out west and down in Louisiana, all across America. It's, an, it's an amazing to see. Right now, he also said that he'll be investing $2.3 billion in funding for FEMA's Resilient Infrastructure Program in fiscal 2022. And so that will broaden the Low Income Energy Assistance Program to include cooling centers and energy-efficient air conditioners. Can money really fix what man has ruined in regards to Mother Nature? Um, well, it doesn't feel like it. Now, he also did talk about when it comes to climate change, he thinks about jobs as well. 
and jobs building wind turbines and helping uh, union jobs mm-hmm. that will help, you know, do all kinds of things that can help prevent climate change from taking over. He said, today over 100 million Americans are suffering from extreme heat. I announced that I'll make a historic investment in resilient infrastructure that will help communities across the U.S. prepare for disasters like the heat waves we are seeing today. That includes a program that will allow states to help vulnerable households with cooling and through the bipartisan infrastructure law. He said, I'm working to weatherize homes, make them more efficient, lowering energy costs for families, and so on. Um, can humans actually reverse climate change, though? They can try to do things to slow uh, it down. I'm yeah, sure. and then you but, know they could potentially make things better. Like think about during uh, the um, pandemic, which is still going on now, when people weren't using their cars and people weren't using uh, riding on public transportation and all of that as much. Going into office buildings, there were a lot more animals outside and things like that. So it that, did help. That's why I feel like the Earth is going to repair itself. You know, and the earth is going to eventually get rid of everything that is causing it trouble, including us humans. We are the virus when it comes to the earth. Mm. All right. Well, we, that, are what, we are what's making the earth sick. That is your front page news. All right. Did y'all see the video of Biden not knowing what seat to sit in? Oh, no. I thought he was playing um, musical chairs. Was that what he was playing? I thought he was playing a game. He wasn't playing a game. So who's running the country? Because Biden... President Joe Manchin. I told y'all this already. How many, how many... I've been telling you this for two years. He bro. was shaking hands with people that didn't exist. <clears throat> then he was playing musical chairs. Joe Manchin runs this country. Y'all know this already, guys and gals. Come okay. on. Stop. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that Gangster Rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Let's go. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this hey what up though this is drew from the 313 good morning drew what up man get it off your chest uh first of all good morning breakfast club dj envy angelie charlamagne the god hey, drew. everything you guys do good morning what um, up my guy <laughs> what up uh charlamagne i got a little beef with you man uh i listened to your podcast man and uh you made a comment on there that was disturbing what I uh, said. As much as you do for the community, uh, the black community, I'm just trying to understand how you've never seen The Wire. 
<laughs> I never seen the wire, man. I don't know, man. I I, I should be ashamed of myself. I know. I've never uh, seen man, the wire. Uh, the black <laughs> mid committee, we're gonna have to, uh, you know, we may have to look at your uh, black card and uh, think about some things. I never you know, avoided it. Ye. I just never so, saw it. That show jump started a lot of people's careers too. I'm like, not gonna lie, I never seen the wire either. What? Uh, well, you're Dominican though, so that's understandable. Uh, I, ne I never, I never seen the wire. So when no, they make man. the WeeBay jokes, you don't understand. I mean, I, I understand the WeeBay I, jokes. I've seen some, you know, the, the clips and stuff like that, but I've never watched a, a full episode of the Wire. And, and the why, the why is so culturally relevant. Even if you haven't seen the show, you understand the cultural references. But I've never, yeah, I've never watched. Yeah, I've never seen the Wire. But the reason I've never seen it is the Wire came out when I was really on my grind doing so many parties and so many shows so I never had a chance to sit down and watch it during that time I never watched no, no TV during that time Was I don't know why I never watched the because I watched everything else I watched Sopranos I watched Sopranos True Blood mm -hmm. like I just never saw I the I started wire. watching the wire when it first started because my boy Hassan played WeeBay and I remember he was like yo I just got a role on this HBO show and that's why I started watching it from the very beginning and it was amazing Hello, Jamie Hector was on there. It's just Elba. This is Dominique from Duval. Duval! What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Yeah, first and foremost, morning, Andy. Morning. Morning. On the taller man. What up, brother? But yeah, I want to uh, get off my chest. I want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife, man. She's a stay at home mom. Take care of all our uh, folk kids. While she's doing that, she's a uh, chef, too. So if you here in Duval, you can follow her at the Pretty Brown Chef on. on uh, Instagram is da underscore pretty brown underscore shell. And uh, it's Charlemagne in the day. I'm right here, King. Man, it's been about four months, man. I haven't yet to receive my book. Jesus Christ, Eddie, y'all ain't mailed the books out. They said they mailed. Eddie the said books he mailed them out. Well, you 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 hold on, and we we'll see if we can get you a book, brother. All right, man. Y'all have a good morning. Hello, who's this? Yeah, hello. Yeah, hello. Get it off your chest, yeah, bro. My fault. My fault. Yeah, no, nah, I'm just wanting to say, man. Top of the morning, everybody, man. I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? I got a good job. I can't, you know, I can't complain. I'm alive. It's all that matters, man. That's it. Yep, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Happy to be to here. Know, just wanted to let y'all know, man. Like, I do baseball stuff. I don't know if y'all know about baseball, but I like, I do baseball, man. I do all of that, man. It's called a Kiri Knows Baseball. I do everything, man, for real. What did that um, even mean? Man. You do baseball. What did that mean? You like, train. Like I do pod, like 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 I do podcasts. I talk about baseball. Oh, oh, like oh, I'm on oh, the analyst oh. for major league and stuff like that. Like oh, okay. a lot of black people don't even be in that stuff, but I'm in it. You know what I'm saying? Changing the game. Got you. All right, that's what it is. We keep it keep it going. What's the name of your podcast, man? Akiri knows baseball. I got Instagram, Twitter, everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I think you should get rid of the base and just call it. What's your name? Akiri. Akiri knows balls. I think that, yeah, that whatever. No, yeah, I think whatever. that I think <laughs> that'll go much. far, man. <laughs> I don't know if that'll go that far. <laughs> what Get you it mean? off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. And uh happy birthday to uh Jose Rivera from uh the Got Credit. Shout to to the whole team over there. Today's his birthday, so wishing him a happy birthday. All right. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling, I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, who's this? Hey, how's it going? My name is Manny. I hey. got Donkey Day. I have two accidents that I want to give. Talk to me, Manny. First, first Donkey Day goes to whoever lives in Florida that stole my debit card number. Uh-uh. They ran it up. They ran it up. I I'm not going to lie. They ran it up. Luckily, my bank 
you know, they I realized what's going on. They gave me the money back, but it was a whole headache. Yeah, that's a lot. Don't get there for that person. How that much did they spend? Yeah, how much was it? Yeah, how much did they spend? They, they spent probably like almost like $3,000. And the thing Ooh. is, though, I don't check my account as frequently. It's when I was paying a bill and I was like, oh, let me check my yeah. account when I paid this bill. And I realized they hit me. I'm like, yo, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not in Florida. Like, well, what, what? Well, you know what you do, what bro? You, you know what you do? And I tell everybody to do this. It's, it's a hassle, but I can only take up to $500 out my account a day. And I can only spend a oh, thousand. That's what I do now. Okay, and that's I can only spend a thousand on my card without having to call. So if somebody steals my card, if they try to take cash, they only get five hundred. Or if they try to charge it, it's only a thousand dollars before they call me. So that way they can tell you because I mean it is what it is. Yeah, I love the fact Protection. that my my my, my bank uh, knows my habits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even even Amex, they I know my habits. They're like he ain't he ain't spend that. I'm in, I'm with a smaller bank. It's a credit union, so they, you know their technology is not you know up to date like you know the bigger banks. But they, I just learned that they have like a system where the, I can't like I said it where anything over fifty dollars they gotta call you automatically. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, or they give you, you or they send you a text. Yeah, send too. you a text because what winds up happening is you really have a, to spend something and you have to go inside a mall and you buy it and then, then they'll send you a text and then there won't be any service in that mall. So then you got to walk outside the mall to say yes to the text and you got to run back inside. So let them just text to call you I rap yeah that's sure yeah that's true I appreciate you guys I love you guys Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, King. All right, bro. Have a good one. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Man, so there are these charges of incest sex crimes against Ricky Martin, and he will be testifying against his own nephew. We'll give you more details. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. This the rumor report. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Okay, well, Ricky Martin is going to be appearing on Zoom before a judge in Puerto Rico today. That is after he has denied these accusations that he and his 21-year-old nephew had a romantic or sexual relationship for seven months. Now, according to Ricky Martin's attorney, Marty Singer, he told the Post that the person who made these claims is struggling with deep mental health challenges. Ricky Martin has, of course, never been and would never be involved in any kind of sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew. But according to the protection order that was entered against Ricky Martin, uh, they're saying that he fears for his safety. And uh, I guess we'll see. And if these claims are proven to be true by any chance, Ricky Martin could face five decades in prison, 50 years in prison under Puerto Rico's laws for incest charges. So today he's in court. All right. Now let's talk about horror movies. One of my favorite topics, according to reports and according to Twitter, 50 Cent's new horror movie um, Skill House has people already really nervous, freaked out and everything. It hasn't even been released. But according to Twitter, uh, they said they shot a kill scene and the camera operator became so nauseated that he passed out and the camera crashed to the ground. And they said they had to stop and stop everything for half an hour. And he is okay. But they said, get ready for some crazy ish. Now, 50 Cent also shared a message. He said, crazy night. One of our cameramen passed out cold for 30 minutes from the scene. Couldn't take how real it was. We're elevating horror to the next level. This is going to change the rules of the game. Yeah, I don't like horror movies. I I love them. I don't pay people to scare me. 
And uh, it's too much real uh, fear out here to be manufacturing it. I'm good. Yeah, I don't do scary movies. I'm going to support Fifth, but I just don't do scary movies. Tweet, oh, I cannot I'll, wait to see it now. I'll post it on yeah, Instagram. I'll I ain't going to watch too, it. But I just, no, now, the I film is reportedly going to focus on social media and influencer culture, as well as the lengths that people are willing to go to obtain and maintain that fame. That doesn't sound like a horror movie. That sounds like real life. A lot of horror movies are based on real life. Huh? Based on true stories. There's a lot of horror movies that are based on no, true stories. No, you're right, because I know Freddy. I've seen Freddy before. Yeah. I don't know if you've yeah, seen yeah, The Conjuring yeah, yeah. or The Exorcist or any of those movies, but those are real stories. Yeah, I know based that. On real stories. All right, now, Jordan Peele, by the way, speaking of horror movies, uh, people are saying that his new movie, Nope, is doing is going to do really well. It's coming out tomorrow. And according to Rotten Tomatoes, the score is just above 80% based on early reviews. And also Get Out and Us, he did those movies as well. So he has a lot of critical acclaim for those. And so somebody compared him to John Carpenter. That was Adam Ellis. He said, I know this is a hot take, but at what point did we declare Jordan Peele the best horror director of all time? Can you think of another horror director that had three great films, let alone three in a row? I can't. And Jordan Peele responded, sir, please put the phone down. I beg you. He said, sorry, I love your enthusiasm, but I will just not tolerate any John Carpenter slander. So... He's not trying to be compared in that way, and he's giving John Carpenter his props. He did Halloween. Uh, he did The Thing, The Fog, Christine, and The Mouth of Madness, and uh, all of those. So, Man, what about people like Wes Craven? Wes Craven yeah, was Wes a beast. Yeah. I mean, like these are three horror movies, but you know they are all things that movies that have done extremely well really quickly, so that's why that happened. Yeah, I don't even watch horror movies, and I know Wes Craven. <laughs> you know, and John Carpenter, so that, that, that lets you know that they're the kings of that genre but Jordan Peele's on his way mm-hmm. now Issa Rae uh, was recently doing interviews because you know her show <clears throat> Rap-ish is coming on tonight right isn't tonight the I think it's out already July 21st is yeah. today the 21st yeah, yeah. I think it premiered at midnight yeah. Yeah, so that's out tonight so that's the release date for Rap-ish it's going to be eight episodes in total the first two episodes actually come out today so you can watch that but she uh, recently did a sit down interview where she discusses the show and uh, one of the things she talked about is why she named the show Rap-ish. So you obviously knew when you named the show rap that this would be a problem. I did it. Yes. I anticipated that it was a tentative title and then I talked to HBO Legal like what can we get away with because we had an asterisk in the title and then we replaced it with an exclamation point and they were like it's totally fine like TV guy can print that and so then it was like yes it's out there but now it's on billboards and little kids are seeing it and <laughs> sorry parents <laughs> but they can read which is great yeah that's good. If you can read, good. That's great. Yeah. now she also told seth myers on late night with seth myers uh how she got the idea for the show what gave you this idea um i am a huge rap fan and it, this idea has kind of been gestating for a while i've always wanted to have something set in the music world and this is just such an exciting time like there's so many dope female rappers we're out here killing it. And uh, one of my favorite producers, a male, uh, happened to say that all women rap about now is like their vaginas, like it's all the same, all the same. <laughs> and I was like, that's not fair because men rap about the same thing all the time. And so that, that kind of double standard really interested me. All right, in addition to that, she also talked about staying behind the scenes and not having to be in front of the cameras this time. You were only behind the scenes on this show. Yes. Are you super happy? Oh my God, are you kidding me? I was writing this show while filming season five of Insecure. 
I was tired of being on camera and I was like, what, where can I, what can I write where I can get out of this city? Cause I wrote it during quarantine. I was like, ooh, where do I want to be next? <laughs> if the show gets picked up Miami. And then uh, it was just like, I just get to be behind the scenes and direct, um, I mean, from not literally direct, but like as a producer, give notes to the amazing cast and contribute to the story. And so it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a different muscle. Dropping the clues bombs for the big boss, Issa Rae, man. Absolutely. Sounds so dope. Let me say something. That Can't woman, check it out. That woman, I'm telling you, the way she empowers people and puts folks in positions to win is very admirable and should be duplicated by all humans who have the ability to do it. She got uh, Sarita Singleton as the showrunner for rap. She, I don't know Sarita, but she used to be a writer on Insecure, so she bossed, she bossed up, so salute to her. She's got JT and Young Miami as executive producers of the mm -hmm. show. Uh, she got Kid Fury as a writer, and he's on the show. Pretty V is on the show, and it's all because Issa Rae is a mother effing boss. Drop on the clues, monster Issa Rae again. All right, well, today's the day, so make sure y'all check out Rap Ish. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, and, and I'll never understand TV's logic with curse words either. Like, what you mean? Like the rap, like people curse every day, B. Like you can't right. hide curse words. Like it's just, it's well, a radio common also word. then. It, it's very common though. It's mm -hmm. a common word. Like. Yeah, but there's young kids that listen to it. They don't want the kids to listen to it. And the same thing with normal well, TV. Guess what? They don't want the kids well, to watch it. Shut down social media then. Because they're going to see all the words on social media and hear them at school Some every people day. don't let their kids be on social media. Yeah, my kids ain't on social media. Mm -hmm. But majority of kids are. No, they're not. Majority of kids. What are we talking about? Oh, my kids? You said what age are we talking here? Majority of kids. Oh, Shut up. Kids. Go to, go to no, no, no. I mean, I mean, you, I, I, you can I, I, do what I, you want your kids. All right, go. go. All right, everybody just play curses everywhere. The majority no. of your kids. <laughs> my kids. Yeah, but you know what? You do have a lot of kids, so that yes. is majority of kids in the world. No, it's not. <laughs> majority of kids in the world are your no, kids. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> majority just... of kids in the world are yours and Nick Cannon's and um, Kiki White. And Elon Musk. And Elon Musk. No, Elon ain't touching y'all. How much Elon got? Like 16. Wow. He up there. He up there. He up there. I know. I ain't know he was with y'all. But my kids ain't on social media. Just yeah, the, mine the two either. older ones. All right. Well, front page news next. Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Moriarty, The Devil's Game. This original series asks what if Sherlock Holmes was the real villain and his famous nemesis was framed. Start listening with a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? All right. Well, the January 6th hearings are continuing today, and the committee will present new witnesses and evidence about what Donald Trump was doing during the attack on the Capitol. They do expect more hearings uh, this year as well. So they're talking about that three-hour period during which Donald Trump refused to call off a violent mob of his supporters who were attacking police. They're going to talk about, it was 187 minutes altogether. They're going to be talking about that and the finale in a series of eight televised public hearings is today, but there's going to be some more uh, later this year. So they, they said the story is going to tell that in that time, Donald Trump refused to act to defend the Capitol as a violent mob stormed the Capitol with the aim of stopping the counting of the electoral votes and blocking the transfer of power. According to a committee aide, Trump was directing a mob that he, the former president, knew was armed and pointing them toward the Capitol, telling them to fight like hell and march to the Capitol and spurring them down Pennsylvania Avenue. <clears throat> they said there will be new information presented at the 8 p.m. Eastern Time hearing, some of it recently obtained by the special house panel. It's going to be about two hours long. Yeah, it's wild to me that they had the former uh, chief advisor of Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, uh, on trial, and they, on, they they rested the case after two witnesses. Just two. Now, Trump's <laughs> chief of staff, Mark Meadows, his family members, allies, and GOP lawmakers will be discussed during the hearing as well. And so you get to see that tonight. Like I said, all of this is for nothing if they don't prosecute Trump. And I don't have no hope that the DOJ is going to do the right thing. All right, Georgia's six-week abortion ban is going to go into effect immediately. This is a very unorthodox ruling. Um, instead of it taking place later this summer and going into effect them as uh, then as was initially expected, they are saying this is taking effect right now. Uh, abortion rights advocates are saying that this is horrific. And so under the uh, legislation, abortions in that state are banned after about six weeks. There are exceptions for medical emergencies. But the law also redefines natural person under Georgia law to mean any human being, including an unborn child, including an embryo or fetus at any stage of development. So the court's ruling typically wouldn't have taken effect until it issued an official mandate. Usually that's about 28 days after a decision. But they did say that this can go into effect right now. All right. And the White House has uh, said that there are one million affordable broadband programs signed up so far. They're going to be announcing this today. That is American households that have signed up for broadband Internet credits through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That is a provision from the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was passed last year. So they're saying it's a very important milestone and a concrete example of the administration's efforts to lower costs for Americans amid high inflation and that's about lowering costs and giving people opportunity. It was a very aggressive effort. It's happened over the past couple of months. It represents hundreds of millions of dollars in cost saving for American families. So that actually provides eligible households a $30 monthly credit to the cost of their Internet service plan or a $75 monthly credit for households living on tribal lands. All right, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Yesterday, we were having a conversation on air. Uh, we reported that uh, they caught some kids that were breaking into homes, right, Yee? Uh, yes, they were uh, discussing. It was like a whole effort that's been going on for for a couple of years now, and these kids have been breaking into homes. Marlo Hampton was one of the latest victims. Here's what she had to say about that invasion. And I heard the boom... 
when I heard my nephew scream and I knew that scream was a scream of fear, my heart dropped. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Yesterday we had this conversation. Charlemagne thought that these kids should get how much? How much time? Oh, you keep saying kids. How? What is kids? What's the age range? Well, there's uh, four suspected gang members who are now in custody. Um, I think some of them are teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they. I think they vary from 17 to in their uh, late 20s. I think that the uh, penalty for home invasions, because home invasions are different than breaking and entering a uh, burglary. Like breaking and entering a burglary usually happen when nobody's at home. Home invasions mean that you are, you know, plotting to kick in a door, knowing that uh, somebody is in there. It could be kids, could be older people, whatever it is, and you're 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 you're, you're planning to do whatever to get what it is that you want. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, the sentences for home invasion should be be very, 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 very harsh. And you think should, and you think it should be twenty five years? You were saying yesterday. Well, I mean, if they kids, and I mean, if they kids, and they go in at twenty five, twenty five means which I think you do how much? How, how long do you stay in there when you're underage? Twenty five usually got to do uh, sometimes a sixty percent of the time. But if even when you're eighty five percent. But when you're a kid, I don't know if you stay there the whole. You do the whole seventeen. Time. Well, it depends because you, you could be seventeen and still be tried as an adult in some places. Well, either way, um, you you know, if if somebody breaks into your house with a home invasion, right? You're not thinking about the age. Correct. You, if you got your pistol in there, you're going to grab your pistol and you're going to get the blam blaming, right? Correct. Yeah, so far so, four so, men were arrested and charged. Um, but they said it's a gang that includes other members and it's 15 home invasions yes. or burglaries <clears throat> that they're suspected. So either way, the penalty is harsh. Whether you run up in somebody's house and they kill you or you get locked up and, you know, they, they throw you under the jail. So the moral of the story is there has to be something that prevents these home invasions from happening in the first place. All right, so let's let's talk about it. I, I, I think 25 to life is a, is a long time, especially for a teenager, 17 years old. Now, mind you, I've been a, a victim of a robbery. I've been a victim of a, a, a attempted carjacking. I've been a victim of, of a lot of these things. Uh, never a home invasion, though. Um, but I will say some of these kids are stupid. We've all done so many stupid things as a young kids, as 16, 17, and 18-year-old, that we look back and be like, woo, we could have went to jail, or woo, we could be dead. Um, does that mean I want that kid to go to life for 25, but go to jail shoot, for 25 years? But you said you shoot him if they come in your house. I will shoot anybody that comes to my house. I don't care w- what size, what age, what so color, you, whatever. So, you so, come to my house when I'm at my crib and you're not invited, I'm going to shoot you because all I'm thinking is is you're coming to hurt me. And that's a, But that's what I'm saying. So it should be a harsh penalty. In one of the cases, somebody was shot and seriously wounded. That's what I'm saying. Whether mm-hmm. it's 25 years in jail or the person getting shot and killed when they do the home invasion. It's still a harsh penalty. Well, let's take the phone. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. Let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, uh, we're talking about uh, these kids in Atlanta that got arrested for home invasion. What's the story, Yeezy? Yeah, so uh, Marlo Hampton was talking about this, and her house is one of the homes broken into. But these uh, four people have been arrested so far. They're tied to what they're saying, 15 different home invasions. And they're also looking for a 33-year-old man, they said, who was the ringleader of this. Now, like I said... Um, do I feel like they should get time? Absolutely. 
But my whole thing is when they're when they're young kids, when they're 16 or 17 or 18, we all do stupid things at that age. And I don't want to see a 17-year-old kid or 18-year-old kid get 25 years to life. Now, if they kill somebody, that's somebody something different because we make a lot of stupid decisions. I did a lot of stupid things that if I'd have got caught or if, if somebody didn't help me or, or whatever it may have been, I might have been in jail for a long time. All of that is true, Envy, but you contradict yourself because you said as soon as these kids come in your house, you're going to blow their brains off. Anybody come out? I'm not gonna check this. Okay, kid, but I'm not gonna be like, hey, that's you my a teen? point. Are you a teen? Oh, you know, you, oh, you a teen? I ain't gonna let you. Know. I think that's it, it's a, point. a case by case basis. Some of these people might have been doing this for a long time, been arrested, have criminal records. Now, if it's a 17 year old kid that this is their first time getting in trouble for something, and you know, but I will say this is 15 different cases that they're saying that they're investigating that they might be tied to. So that's a lot. So that's very risky. But I will say, if they're young, they don't have a record. You know, I think you have to look at each individual. Uh, you say that, but what if it's their first time committing a crime and it's a home invasion and they end up, you know, tying up some young kid or tying up somebody's grandma I mean, right. and pistol whipping them? It's but, like, but, but, well, that's it's, more than just a home invasion. That's feel, more charges. I feel it, though. Like, but if you somebody... run up in somebody's house with guns, you're not going there for nothing nice. That's the thing that's different about these. So I think when you think home invasion, you're thinking it's just a burglary. It's just breaking and entering. Right. It's like, no, you're kicking in somebody's door, knowing that there's a family in there. You got guns. What else are you there for other than some like really different type of premeditated evil? I, I got you. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? What's up? They're Matt from Atlanta. What's up, brother? What's going on? Man, I was going to say, you got kids, so specifically, you can't really just give them like, no full 25 life. They got to get at least... Like maybe five, two, ten at the most. Because once you do a little time, for fact, it's gonna make you a break. Okay. No See, I, I agree. I, I think kids, you give them a little less time. If they over a certain age, then you lock them up twenty five years because you know what you're doing. But some of these kids right. are seventeen years old. They're OGs. Like, yo, let's go get this quick little money. It's quick. We ain't gonna get caught. We just gonna steal some bread. And I get it. It sounds tempting. You do something stupid. But what I want to see a seventeen year old go to jail for for twenty five years. I wouldn't want depends to Depends what they did. It depends yeah, what they did. Depends like what they did. You give them about five. You give them about five. That's like what? 22, 23, I think. Off the top of their head. You know what I'm saying? Like, look. That's going to that's that's show them a little bit. Like, like when he get out, he's going to be like, oh, I need to be a man to step up. I, I would hope so. But you, right. got, but you got to at least present these really harsh sentences to make people think about it. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason that, you know, we don't just go out there and commit crimes every day because you're thinking about it. You're Correct. like, if I know if I do this, it's going to lead to this. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Peace, Talk Nicole. Nicole. What's your thoughts, mama? Uh, so I agree with Charlemagne. Maybe not 25 years, but like 15 to 20 because you can't play it on that kids going to be kids. They're going to make dumb decisions because they're going to grow up and be adults one day. And then you're going to have adults running around doing home invasions. And then what? That's right. No, I mean, I, I do think the kids should get time. I'm not saying kids should just walk free and, and get my high He's five. He's saying not 25 years. I just years. think 25 is a long time for I a mean, kid. do we all know people that have gone to jail at a young age and actually been rehabilitated? And yes. Helped? Yes. A lot. So, I know a few. Right. So I, I don't think you should assume that somebody makes a decision and they're going to turn into an adult doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but they still yeah, had to go to jail like and do right, some Right, I'm not saying nobody should go to jail, but we're saying not 25 years. And listen, if you're like 17 years old, that's your... Everything. Hey, you, listen, the reality is. Think about if the person who house you go into, if they kill that's you, right. now you dead. Well, that's, that's not, uh, that's murder. That's something else. But that's know? the whole point of a home invasion. Like, to me, Thank you, if you run up in somebody's house with a gun, to me, you're, 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 you, you could potentially do all of those things. And but all I, of that, and all of that should be accounted for no, in court. Right. But I also know a lot of stupid kids that feel like my intention is not to hurt somebody. My intention is to scare them. 
Like, because most people, when they see a gun, they get scared, they get messed up stuff, and we never have to shoot. We see it in movies all the time. We hear the stories all the time. Oh, we weren't we weren't intending on shooting anybody. We just wanted to scare them. What and sometimes mean? it goes left. And or we thought it. nobody was home. We were trying to break in. Right. What that mean, though? Listen, it's wrong. Then wrong you still, is you wrong. You still got to deal with the consequences of your actions. You made a, that's right. You made a poor choice. You, you still you, you still got to deal with the consequences of that poor choice. That's why my dad used to always tell me trouble is easy to get into and hard to get out of. That's a fact. That's the reason you have to think about these choices before you make them. 800-585-1051. Uh, we were talking about these kids that just got picked up in Atlanta for doing home invasions. Uh, we were talking about time. I, you know, I feel like if they're younger teens, 16, 17, 18, I think 25 years is a lot. Maybe 12, maybe 7, maybe 10, uh, just to just to get them on the right way. 25 years, you're taking a, a, a majority of their life, and we've all done stupid things to make mistakes. So what are your thoughts? Let's talk about it. I it's think the- it's, when you say stupid things to make mistakes, it's different between, like, taking your mom's car to go to McDonald's. That's stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or having a party at your house. Bro, but, but you did some stuff that could have got you locked up for a long I time. I did criminal things. Me too. You know what I mean? But now look at you now. You've evolved. No. And you're, and by, you're by, encouraging no, people in the positive way and By the grace of God, the first charge I ever got, luckily, nobody got hit when a shot was fired. That's just by the grace of God. If somebody would have got hit, my dumb ass would have been in jail, still probably in jail in South Carolina yeah, right now, I, just coming home. But you'd have loved it. Man, shut up. See what I'm saying? <laughs> and all, but by the way, all of the, you're contradicting yourself every time you have this conversation because you said you would kill one of these little boys if they came in your house. I kill anybody that come in my house. Man, shut up, man. I don't care what they Why are. Why are we even having this conversation? They could be, be male, female. They can identify as a bear. It don't matter what you are. You come okay. in to my house. So you want the, the judicial system to have grace, but there ain't no grace in the Casey house. Oh, am I going to ask? You come in my house? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm firing. I'm with you. Hey, it is what it is. Don't come in my house. I'm scared. I'm shooting everybody. I got six kids. Damn. And then if you get past Chuck, then I'm really scared. Who is Chuck? My dog. Man, ain't nobody scared of that punk ass dog. You, better, you keep playing with that punk ass dog. <laughs> that punk ass dog. You keep dog. playing with that dog. 800 585 1051. What are your thoughts? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. I know it now. I know it now. I know it now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about uh, these group of home invaders that were uh, robbing houses in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we're asking, you know, what do you think they should get? Charlemagne believes they should get twenty five to life. I think it should be a little less than that. You should be presented years, with ten a, years. You should be presented with twenty five to life. Like the sentence has to be harsh, and the reason the sentence has to be harsh is because it'll make people think twice about committing these crimes. I mean, the reality is, in order to prevent things like home invasions or any kind of crime, you just have to provide more resources for the youth. You know what I'm saying? You got to provide more opportunity, you know, for the youth. That's that's number one. But for those who choose to still commit those crimes, even though they have more than enough examples to see none of this works out for them, you got to make an example out of them. And I think it depends on a case by case. Like the 33-year-old ringleader who they're looking for that put these kids up to it, yes. But I think if you're a 17-year-old kid, you've never been in trouble before, you fell into something that was completely wrong, I wouldn't give you 25 years to life for Man, that. By the, by the grace of God, nobody's been hurt in these situations. I think well, one person one, did get one shot. One person got shot and wounded. Seriously wounded. But think about the crime. Kicking in someone's door, knowing a family is in there, not knowing if it's kids, not knowing if it's older people, whatever. You got guns. That's a different type of premeditated evil, man. You got you got to make an example out of people like yeah, that. Yeah, somebody kicked down my door. I'm firing everything that I have, and I got a bunch of them, and then I'll figure it out later. So if you can throw any, if you can throw everything in the kitchen sink at the kids, how come the court system can't? Because they are. 
That's the whole point. I mean, we know I'm, they I'm, are. Because at this point, I'm protecting my life and I'm protecting my family's mm-hmm. life. Now it's over. Now you got to say, well, why you did? Why did you do this? Now you got to talk to the kids' mental. What made you want to do this? Was it the OGs? Was it you thought you could get fast money? Now you understanding what you did. Some of these kids that do this stupid ish, they might be the next. Who knows? Listen, I believe in correction, but if you don't have uh, at, at least the threat of a harsh sentence. These kids are going to be encouraged to continue to do these crimes. They'll be like, ah, I'll just do it. You know what I mean? Go do a couple of years, come home, do the same stuff again. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Tanisha. Hey, Tanisha. Talk to us. What, what's your thought? Good morning, everybody. It's my first time getting through. Good morning. Um, so I'm a criminal justice major and a juvenile studies minor. And people always think that harsh punishment is the key, but... These kids are coming from trouble backgrounds. They need rehabilitation. They need treatment. We need to know what the root problem is versus just put everybody in jail, give them 25 years. Um, So I think, you know, giving them so much time as a child, their brain is not fully developed. They don't fully understand the consequences, what happens when you break in. You could kill somebody. Um, So they need to be taught. A different way because if this is all they know this is all they're gonna do listen i agree with you that's why i said you got to provide more resources for the youth but the reality is all of us say this and tell us us until it's you and your home then your whole well, mindset you, will change i've been through it before i've been somebody was actually shooting at me yeah you, you know what i mean yeah Where somebody they, tried they to carjack car you three four times mm-hmm. i got away they got caught uh it was a younger kid from from newark new jersey now um he got seven years Seven years. Some people like he should have got more, but he was, he was a stupid kid. He thought he was gonna scare me. Shoot. He thought he could shoot out my tires. And thank God you're alive. And thank God I'm alive. Thank yeah. God and you're and alive. I think we all know people who have done stuff in their youth that was really dumb, went to jail, and they're a much better person. But Envy, you, you, once again, you gotta stop learned. contradicting yourself. Wow. Because you already said you'll kill the kids if you get the opportunity yeah, yourself. I'm, I'm saying, don't get it twisted. If, <laughs> so, like, don't I mean, no he would sense. defend. I think he's saying I would, he would defend, defend himself. Just like that. But that if, in that car. but if, if, if the, I would have my hammer on me and it would have been a state where I could carry, mm-hmm. I would have shot. So, back so, at so, so I want you to think about this. I, I'm with you, but I want you to think about this. Everybody who this has happened to mm-hmm. feels exactly like how you feel right now. They was like, I want these people prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because they violated me. Right. Like they, this is your house. I agree. You know what I mean. But, but when you find out that they're sixteen to seventeen, you feel you you feel a little something like them. It's just a stupid kid. Maybe. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's your thoughts, bro? Hey, EJMV. I really feel like you you more right. I feel a little bit like Charlemagne right, but just speaking from personal experience, like when I was younger, I had did some really stupid stuff similar to this, like really stupid, but I got away with it. You know what I'm saying? And it was. I, I only really did it because I was young and I was dumb and like I wanted to show the, my guys that I would do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I'm like, man, I ain't really feeling this. You know what I'm saying? But I did it anyway just to show them like I'm about that. You know. But when it was all said and done and I really got to reflecting, I was like, yo, that could have went crazy. I could have got killed. I could be locked up still. That's right. So I ended up straightening my life out, you know, now that that was like 10, 15 years ago. You know, I'm a grown man now and I wouldn't I wouldn't even consider doing something like that. So when you were kidding, you stupid. I agree with you on, on that note. Like maybe the punishment shouldn't be so harsh. But to Charlemagne's point, sometimes when people get away with doing stuff over and over, mm-hmm. they're going to keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because they like, oh, yeah, well, last time that worked. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to just keep doing it. And then somebody will get hurt. Or so, so maybe we, the punishment should be harsh in that sense too, you know, so right. it's, it's kinda complicated. 
What, you know what, what, what saying, about the, the, we talk about these kids? Uh, what, what's the thing in Jersey? The uh, Jersey and New York, the the bail reform. The bail reform, yeah. So what what they've been saying is a lot of people that uh, have been doing these home invasions or robbing houses or even r robbing cars that because of bail reform now is when the police lock them up, next day they back out. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is they're back to stealing cars. Like a lot of people, they find out that are breaking into these houses, and a lot of people that are, are, are actually stealing these cars are numerous offenders. So they, mm -hmm. they're doing this four or five times, but because of this new bail reform, the cops can't hold them in jail. So these kids come out, and because they get no punishment, they're back out there doing it. And for a 17-year-old kid, 18-year-old kid, you steal a car, you're selling that car for three to 10 grand. That's right. That's everything for you. And, that, and then they're giving it to the big homie who's selling that car for 30, 40, 50 grand, or 100 grand. And we're seeing that a lot. But I, I, And I agree with everybody. Yes, you have to provide more resources for the youth. we got to provide more opportunity you know, uh, 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 for the youth. But there's a reason that your parents, at least with, with men, they tell us, my dad, we t daddy was telling me since I was a kid, kid, Mm -hmm. the consequences of these kind of actions. And some people's parents, some people don't have parents in their lives that are telling them things like that. But even if you don't have parents, you got eyes, you got ears. Like, you see these kids getting It's like kind 30, of your environment, who you grow up around, what you see other people around you doing, you get influence. And I think ideally we, we would want to see a change in these kids because maybe not 25 years, but maybe you go to jail for five years, you learn your lesson, you come out, become a better citizen. All right, well, what's the, what's the moral of the story, guys? Oh, the moral of the story, what I said earlier for me, is just like, yes, you got to provide, you know, more resources for the youth, more opportunity for youth. That's number one. But for those who choose to still commit those crimes, even though they have more than enough examples to see that this does not work out to think the way you think it's going to work out, you got to at least make an example out of them. You got to you got to at least threaten them with crazy, 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 crazy time. Because kicking in somebody's door, knowing a family is in there and you got guns. That's a different type of premeditated evil, bro. Yeah, I get it. And, and I will also say this is I really feel like a lot of these bail reforms, we have to straighten it out. Because if these kids are getting locked up and they're coming out the next day and they're doing the same thing a day later. And you're hearing these stories. Right. You're like, yo, he, he, they got locked up and came, came out a week later. They did the same exact crime. How, how about this, right? And I'll tell you before we leave. They stole my wife's car about two months ago, right? When they stole the white, my wife's car... When we called the police, we got the call back. When we called the police, the police knew exactly who took it. It was like, oh, it's the same gang. Let me go to his Instagram. And That's on crazy. his Instagram, he posted a picture in the car. That's crazy. They knew exactly what it was. But they couldn't go get him because they were like, we can't prove that that's your car. That's because crazy. that's, that's kind of like racism to say that this kid can't afford that type of car. So we yeah. actually have to catch him in the car. We got the car back, but that's what, that's what it is. And they arrested him. He got out the next day, and he's back stealing cars again. And, and another problem is the justice system because there is real, there's no real correction. That's, they call right. these places correctional facilities, but they're not really correcting these people when they go. Not at all. You know what I mean? So the only thing I can think is provide resources for these kids early and scare the hell out of them. Threaten the hell out of them with some really wild, you know, prison time. And hopefully, hopefully... That keeps them from pre preventing crimes. All right. Well, keeps we, them from uh, doing crimes, committing got, crimes. We got rumors on the way, E? Yes, Beyonce has unveiled her full track list for her new album, Renaissance. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday. Each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Ha, 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 ha. What's happening? All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. What'd you say? All right. Let's get to the rumors to Beyonce. I thought you said Mike Tyson. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right. Well, Beyonce has unveiled the full track list for her album. This is going to be her seventh studio album. It's called Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Of course, she has her single, Break My Soul, that's going to be on the album. And some of the titles include I'm That Girl, Cozy... Uh, Cuff It Energy, Church Girl, Plastic Off the Sofa, Move, Heated, America Has a Problem, All Up in Your Mind, Summer Renaissance. So that's just some of okay. of the songs on there. This is her first solo project since Lemonade, which was back in 2016. So that is going to hit uh, streaming services on the 29th. Have they talked about features or no features? It does not say okay. on this picture that they posted. So we don't know that yet. Guarantee but- Blue Ivy on the album. <laughs> Young Blue is on the album. If they Guaranteed. can afford it. They might if not they be can able afford it. You're right. You're right. You're now, right. she said, creating this album allowed me a place to dream and to find escape during a scary time for the world. It allowed me to feel free and adventurous in a time when little else was moving. My intention was to create a safe place, a place without judgment, a place to be free of perfectionism and overthinking, a place to scream, release, feel freedom. It was a beautiful journey of exploration. I hope you find joy in this music. I hope it inspires you to release the wiggle. I am absolutely interested in hearing uh, where Beyonce is at in her journey. I mean, she's a mother now, you know, a, a wife. I want to, I want to hear that from her. All right, and Mike Tyson on his podcast, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, he was talking with therapist Sean McFarland, who specializes in trauma and addiction. And here's what he had to say about death. One day, of course. Then when I look in the mirror, I see those little spots on my face, and I said, "Wow, man, that's my expiration date is coming close, really soon." Mm. What do you do about that? How do you think about that death thing? I don't worry about it, man. I don't need that. I'm not sweating it. All right. So he also said that money doesn't mean ish to him. He said, I always tell people they think money's going to make them happy. They've never had money before. When you have a lot of money, you can't expect nobody to love you. How am I going to confess my love to you when you have $500 billion? Huh? It's a false sense of security. She. People will tell you they love you all day long when you got $500 billion. That's his point, though. He's saying that. It's yeah, not real. But You'll be their big homie, their big bro. You could be younger than them and they'll Anybody still say, will confess their love to you what? if you have $500 billion. Man, so how do you, you can't Jesus believe it. Christ. Would you keep your, your click the same? Same people mm-hmm. in, same people out. Pause. 
<laughs> think you can afford a high, a better grade of people but to go in and out. But trust and believe, if you have $500 billion, <laughs> your friends are going to be like, how come I'm not getting this? You don't have to keep letting the same people in and out in here. Oh you got five hundred billion. People do change. I hate you. you All right, now. something more exotic. All right! <laughs> Y'all good? No, we're not. This guy's trying to make me something I'm not. All right, well, let's move on to Greg Mathis Jr. then. I'm going to turn you. He was on Daily Pop with Lonnie Love and Jai Rodriguez. And Greg Mathis Jr. was talking about the time that his dad, Judge Greg Mathis, accidentally walked in on him. You think mom and dad has heard you and Elliot? Heard? Talk about scenes. Oh, no. <laughs> they saw you? Imitate dad's voice. Oh, hell no! It was more like, oh, shit. <laughs> so many questions. Look, my dad Ice ran breaker. up the steps and we didn't see him for the whole day. Really? Yeah. It was oh, done God. after that. We didn't talk about you it. We didn't say nothing about anymore. it. We still ain't talking uh-huh. about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Have y'all gotten a lock on the door? How has this not happened? There was again? a lock on the door. We just didn't assume we didn't, yeah. that somebody would just walk in. And my dad, like, I, I forget, he does not have boundaries. I mean, if you watch the show, exactly. like, he is up in everybody's face. Yeah. Yeah. He's a judge. Yeah. That's his house. Yes. He's going yes. wherever yes. he want to go. Yeah. Yeah. He should remember that. He should. Nah. Greg Mathis Jr. also talked about Mm -mm. his dad, um, you know, wanting to make sure that he goes public with his sexuality. He is in a relationship with a man, his boyfriend, Elliot. And here's what he had to say about that. It's a lot of love. And I feel Mm -hmm. good about it because I can just finally be myself. And it is a big deal because you get asked your entire life, like, who are you dating? Who is she? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And when you're lying about that and you finally get to the point where you can be authentic, it is a big deal to let people know and people do want to know, particularly with my dad being in the public eye. Mm -hmm. I got questions my entire life. And so it just feels good to finally put that to bed and be able to move on and live. He got emotional and it it was shown during Mm -hmm. the episode Mm -hmm. of you coming out. How did that make you feel? I was not expecting that. Um, I know my dad is a tough guy from the streets, so like he tell me all the time, if somebody say something about you, I'm gonna send my goons after him. Like, <laughs> that's that's yeah. the kind of dad I get. So when he started crying, I mean, that really touched me and it just showed me that I was loved. Everybody should be allowed to live their truth without scrutiny, man. Yeah, but you gotta lock the door. If you're my you house, you gotta lock the door. Lock the door. Like, I, I'm not, I don't care what goes on, but lock the door. I don't be walking in on, on my son or my daughter or anybody. No! But I will say, you ain't locking no doors in my house either if you're my child. You know what I'm saying? This is still my house, and if you're still living under my roof, you ain't locking no doors. So I reserve the right to run up in any room, especially if it's my son. Now, I don't do that to my daughters. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that to my 14-year-old. You know, but the so son, your, your son I, got I, his girlfriend or boyfriend over by the crib, right? And they watching TV. You definitely ain't locking no doors. Now, girlfriend what, or boyfriend. What did you do at no that age? What do you mean? I had to keep the door open. Yeah, talk about what you door. mean? We had a ranch style house. I had to keep the door, but I couldn't close no damn door in my mama house. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, right. that's from Mathis Family nobody Matters, the by the way, either. guys. So make sure y'all check that out. And I ain't close the door Espe- in my house, especially either. when I had some company over. What are you talking about? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. And I and I don't I don't know uh, Elliot Cooper, but uh, he is from Monk's Corner. So salute to you, Elliot. Dropping the clues bombs for Elliot Cooper. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never locked the door. I either. feel like I met him before. I didn't. I have met him. Before. But I never did it when my parents were home and up. Like, I, like you know what I mean? Like you never snuck anybody yeah, in the I house. I never tried to get no. No, I'm a lie. Well, I, my, you know, I live. My my bedroom was like next door to my parents' bedroom, so they would hear anything anyway, right? He wasn't doing Don't talk about anyway. what you used to do in your parents' house. Everybody wasn't even doing nothing anyway. Yeah, I, I, I think it's disrespectful to even tell. Yeah, I ain't never did nothing in my mom's house. I wasn't doing nothing. I think that's disrespectful. I don't never want my mom to think anything like that. Even though they probably know anyway, but still. All right. Well, who are you giving? Who are you giving that donkey to then? I am giving donkey to a man who thinks you can cure gay men. 
I'm giving donkey to a man who thinks that you can deliver it people through medicine. His name is Professor Timothy Farage. We'll talk about it. He thinks cheek-to-cheek -cheek action is a disease. We shall discuss for after the hour. All right. I like where this is going. Let's get to I it I know next. you would. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Moriarty, The Devil's Game. This original series asks what if Sherlock Holmes was the real villain and his famous nemesis was framed. Start listening with a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. Club. I resent that. I resent that devil remark. Uh, donkey of the day for Thursday, July 21st goes to Professor Timothy Farage. Okay, he is a professor at the University of Texas at Dallas, and he thinks that homosexuality is a disease. Not just a disease, but a disease that can be cured. In fact, he wants us to try to find a cure for homosexuality, especially among men, because homosexual men have anal sex, which can lead to a variety of diseases. Let's go to ABC 8 for the report, please. Now to a growing controversy at UT Dallas, where a professor tweeted that there should be a, quote, cure for homosexuality. As WFAA Sydney Persing reports, some students are demanding the university take action. We send our students to school to learn math, science, history, but Monday at UT Dallas, students learned about something else. This tweet was horrendous. A tweet from computer science professor Tim Farage, which read, can we at least try to find a cure for homosexuality, especially among men? I have nothing against homosexuals. I just was suggesting we try to find a cure. Farage told me he sent the tweet because he read an article that said monkeypox is mainly spread by men who have sex with other men. Mm. To be clear, anyone can contract monkeypox, which is not a sexually transmitted disease. I'm saying um, do medical research on the causes for homosexuality. This man tweeted, can we at least try to find a cure for homosexuality, especially among men? Homosexual men have anal sex, which can lead to a variety of diseases. This is like people who think you can pray to gay away, okay? Furthermore, some of y'all care way too much about who other people are sleeping with. I could care less whose cheeks are getting cracked and who's cracking them. Okay, who you sleep with don't make me bust, so why should I care? All right? Furthermore, furthermore, I don't think there's any medical research that can be done to show uh, what the cause of homosexuality is. Some men's like men's. It is what it is. There isn't, you know, uh, there isn't, that's it. Okay? You could be, there's, there's so many other things you could be encouraging people to find a cure for. I mean, cancer, HIV, AIDS, herpes, dementia, Alzheimer's, asthma, forms of heart disease. Did I mention cancer? All right, that's the one we need to be attempting to find a cure for. But this is what happens when y'all make something like monkeypox a gay thing. I still don't understand why Dr. Fauci said this. Well, if you look at the numbers, the overwhelming proportion of people who have been infected are men who have sex with men. But it is not exclusive to that demographic group. It is an infection that is spread by close physical contact, skin to skin contact. When I first heard that Fauci comment, I said to myself, why did he say that? If it's not an STD, what's the point of saying it? If it's not exclusive to gay men, what's the point of speaking it? 
Now, commentary like that is prompting people like Professor Farage to put their homophobia on display in the form of saying, hey, I care about all these people getting diseases and we must stop men from having anal sex because it leads to a variety of diseases. Now, I don't know what should happen to this professor because the reality is he's just wrong, okay? But this is a human who is in charge of shaping and molding a generation of people. That's dangerous. But then again, maybe not, because it's not like he's leading a class on the dangers of men clapping other men's cheeks. But the idea that you would think someone's sexual preference is a disease. That means all of our sexual preferences must be a disease, right? For example, people don't eat, people who don't eat bunky probably think people who eat bunky are sick, right? Jamaican men who lie about not eating poom poom, because y'all know y'all be lying about not eating poom poom. They think men who openly discuss eating poom poom are sick. But we know nothing wrong with us. Envy, you feel you need to be cured of any of those things? No. No, right? Because they are not diseases. They are desires. And who our, our heart wants is who our heart wants. Okay, what we choose to do in the bedroom is, is, is our business. Now, furthermore, 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 with that said, I think bigotry is a disease. Okay, I think not liking someone because of what they are is an absolute sickness. Can we get some resources poured into curing that? All right, because that disease has caused more harm and death than being gay ever will. Please give Timothy Farage the sweet sounds of the hand. You know what? Please give Timothy Farage, uh, let Remy Ma give Timothy, Timothy, whatever the hell his name is, the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, are you dumb? I'm about to say, I can't get Timothy out my mouth, but then he would say I was sick if I said that. Timothy Farage, that's his name. All right. <laughs> Alright. What? God. What? Take Timothy out your mouth. I did. I okay. got it out. Thank God. I got him right out. I spit it out. Spit him right out. It took a little took a little while. But I spit him right out. It's uncomfortable. Does he think I need to be cured? Huh? No. Huh? No, I don't care what you and Timothy do. I ain't say nothing about Timothy. Yes, you did. I did say something about Timothy. You're right. I just did a whole donkey today about him. You're absolutely right. All right. Well that's true. Up next is Ask Ask. Ye. 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. <laughs> you can ask ye right now. It's ask ye, but it's going to be ass C-N-E. <laughs> this guy is on a roll today. What's like 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on, relationship advice need personal advice just need real advice call up now for ask ye keep it real morning everybody it's dj envy angela ye charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club it's time for ask ye hello who's this this is mr b i want to remain anonymous though but i'm just gonna say mr b from dayton ohio all right man i can't with you this morning all right mr d that wants to be anonymous what's your question for you well good morning good morning miss ye and uh, Charlemagne the God, my dude. Yo, yo. He's DJ Emmy. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? What's up, Mr. Listen, B? man. Uh, ain't nothing, man. Uh, She's my ex-girlfriend right now. Ooh. But uh, she want to she wanna get back with me. But I, my question is, it's, it's a white girl. She only date black guys. Okay. And uh, we we was going to uh, the Taste of Cincinnati on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So she decided she want to drive her car. So I get in. In the, in the driver's side. Uh-huh. And I look on the floorboard, and I see a black and mild rapper that's, you know, you know how they, you know how they, yep. them, you know. Okay, so a black and mild rapper with tobacco in it. Ooh. I don't smoke black and mild. She don't smoke black and mild. And, and I didn't want to accuse her, so 
I said, I said to myself, maybe her, one of her girlfriends smoking and left it. So I picked it up and I <laughs> said, can you explain this to me? And she hit me with the okie doke, you know. Oh, it flew in the window. Man, take that on down the oh, road. Oh, man, she lied. How it going to fly in the window and it got tobacco in it? Then she said, uh, well, I got at the gas station. Mother stuck to the bottom of my shoe. I said, ain't nothing sticky on this wrapper. You know what I mean? So she, to this day, that, that's been probably two months ago. To this day, she still ain't come up with no good explanation of how I got in the car. You know what I mean? So what? then we go, on down, we go on down the road to go down to Cincinnati. Now, I'm a hood dude from, mm-hmm. you know, from Atlanta. I'm a hood. I'm a hood. And she's <laughs> suburb. So I, got, I used to hustle before I started driving trucks. I'm a truck driver. So uh, we got pulled over. Some stuff come up from my past. And uh, they put the handcuffs on me, you know. But all they wanted to do was serve me a summons to go to court. That's it. Mm-hmm. In and out. In and out. She brought that up and wanted to break up with me. I'm <laughs> talking about you going to get mad with me because I found a black and mild rapper in your car and you're going to bring up some old stuff to break up with me. So all my right. question is, you think I should you think I should forgive her and get back with her or what? No. <laughs> it sound like this sound like too much drama. First of all, she lies to you and you know she's lying, right? Secondly, I, she I know she's lying. Call her, and, and, on, and then she broke up with you at a time that you really, you know, needed her. You already gave her another chance after she lied to you. Why would you go back? Exactly. You exactly. got out. Get out. <laughs> uh, th- okay, okay. That's what I needed to hear. Why, why, were, you, why were you even considering it? Because, you know, we, we've, been, we've been together going on three years. Now, we done broke up about four or five times, you know, because she, I even went to counseling like Charlemagne said. I went to counseling to be a better man, you know, because I got issues, you know, from, you know, when I was incarcerated, you know, abandonment issues and stuff like that. I'm proud of you, King. And so she went to counseling. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. She she went to counseling with me. But the final straw was I brought up, you know, I brought it up in counseling. And the counselor tried to tell her how young black men grow up in the hood with no father figure and stuff like that. So... Uh, she tried to tell the counselor what to do. The counselor, she made the counselor get off the Zoom. He had to hang up. What? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this doesn't sound like it's going anywhere for you. Okay, okay, that's that's what I needed to hear because I, I, you know, I was on, I was on like. Then she tried to, she, then she tried to put me in a friend zone. Tell yeah, it doesn't sound like you have anything yeah. too positive to say. Everything you've said to me is all the reasons why you don't want to be with her. I just asked you why you want to go back. The only thing you could say is because y'all been off and on for three years. That ain't a reason. Yeah, I'm saying, you know, I'm saying I love her, but I don't love her enough to be miserable. I'll put it that way. Okay, well, you answered your own question, Mr. B. Well, well thank you, Ms. G. Thank you. Yeah, no you problem. That's all. Okay. Charlemagne, you my dude, man. I For appreciate real. you, King. I'm proud of you, too, brother. Keep, yeah, keep, man. Keep being, keep being a better version of yourself, man. Keep going to therapy. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all have a good day, man. I sure appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, you, too. Ask E, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit E now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Toya from Detroit, Michigan. Hey, Toya. What up, though? Hey. Hey, what's up? Um... So this is my question. Um, I had a whole situation. I'm getting married August 21st. Congrats. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, my fiance, one of his sisters, is one of my bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I've been planning my wedding for like a year and a half now. She recently just popped up and um, announced to the family that she was pregnant. And she is five months pregnant. So by the time my wedding comes, she will be like six or seven months pregnant. So I end up um, sending her a text message just kind of like giving her the option basically because my vision for my wedding was to not not to have, you know, a baby bump in the lineup or whatever. So I sent her a text message and kind of just like, I didn't put her out of the wedding, but I gave her the option. I just basically made it sound good and just tell her like, you know, I don't know how you're going to be feeling at the time. So if you want to opt out, that's totally fine. I still want you to be a part of it. You didn't kick her out, but you kicked her out. You tried to convince. All right, so go ahead. So that sound like I kicked her out? Yes. Okay, yeah. So it was a whole big thing. Like, it was a whole big thing. So the following day, my fiance's father had called. And he was like basically checking my fiance, like why would why would Eric why would, why would she put her out of the wedding? So it was a big thing between me and my fiance. We went to counseling on it and everything. And basically, the counselor kind of he didn't say I was wrong, but he kind of sided with my fiance on it. And he was saying that you know um, it was a it was a it was a sensitive situation for her already, mm-hmm. and for me to kind of add to it, it, it could be kind of you know detrimental or whatever. But me and her made up, and I love her to death. Like she's one of my closest. Like I'm very close to her, so I felt so bad about the situation, and I really didn't want it to come off as I put her out. But that's what everybody is taking it as, and now it's just kind of awkward. Like she's back in the wedding, but it's just awkward. I feel like it's awkward for her. I feel like it's a little awkward for me. Well, Jet, did you tell her that you were wrong? Because sometimes you do have to just say, I was really wrong for doing what I did. Yeah, I did. I, I did. And she was like, thank you for taking the accountability. Like, I said it just like that. Like, that was totally wrong. I was like, that was the dumbest shit I could have ever said to you. I was like, I'm so sorry. And I still want you to be a part of the wedding. But coming from my point of view, like, I just felt like that wasn't my vision for my wedding. And me being a bride, I had a certain, like, you know, vision that I wanted. So I felt like the baby bump was kind of like, you know, being the pictures and all this and that or whatever. But, but that's... Then when the situation happened, I feel like, okay, now I'm obligated to have her at my wedding because it's a big thing. I get it. Look, I understand that people have visions of how they want things to look visually, but it really is a beautiful thing. And... You said that's one of your best friends. You love her. The last thing you want to do is hurt her feelings. I mean, she didn't plan right. to get pregnant to try to ruin your vision for your wedding. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I, I appreciate that. And that's why I've just been talking to other people, getting like other people's point of views. And mostly everybody I talk to kind of say the same thing. Like, you had to, you got to apologize for that. That was wrong. And, you know, just move forward. I just don't want it to be awkward going forward with us. Or it's her. only going to be awkward if you make it awkward. I'm sure she doesn't want it to be awkward either. Maybe y'all need some alone time to go to dinner or something for you to just, you know, uh, formally apologize to her, show her that, you know, you know that you were wrong. It was selfish. You were being a little bit of a bridezilla. Yeah, and I you can have. admit that and just say, you know, it is a lot for me. It's been stressful, but I never wanted to put that on you. And congratulations to you. And I'm excited that your child will be here to share this day with us in your belly. Cool. Yeah, that sounds real good. And I did. So I also told her after the wedding is over, I got something special for her. Just to show her that my apology was sincere and just to show her that I love her. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You messed up. That's all. I'm, damn, I messed up. Okay, thank you. No thank problem. You. I love y'all so much. I listen to y'all every morning. I'm on, I'm in the car <clears> with my son this morning. He be telling me to call like, Ma, try to get in, try to get in. We be calling from two phones. So I'm so happy I got through. That's what it is. Tell him he said what's up. Yeah, what's your son's name? He right here. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? Peace, what's young up? king. How you doing, brother? Be good to your mama, man. Good.
Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. Have fun at the wedding. All right. All Thank right. you. Have a good day, y'all. Bye. You too. You too. Ask E, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Dave Chappelle. They actually canceled a show of his at a venue, and we'll tell you the reason why and what he's doing next. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, yesterday, Dave Chappelle was supposed to perform at First Avenue in Minneapolis. By the way, if you don't know what First Avenue is, it's the club that was featured in Purple Rain with Prince, Mm -hmm. where he was performing. Y'all recall that? It's an iconic venue. They ended up canceling the show after complaints from the LGBTQ plus community hours before the show. They issued a statement to its social media account saying that it would be moved to the Varsity Theater. They said to staff, artists, and our community, we hear you and we are sorry. We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards and we know we let you down. We are not just a black box of people in it and we understand that First Ave is not just a room but meaningful beyond our wall. So they did say for ticket holders, look for an email with information on your your ticket transferring to the show at Varsity Theater. I really hope when venues do stuff like this, uh, Dave still gets all his money. I'm sure he does. Oh right? yeah, he, yeah. I'm course. sure he got his money before he got on the plane. But even and went. even the percentage of ticket sales, I'm sure Dave gets. I'm sure Dave gets a percentage of, of ticket sales too. I think he should get some of that as well because it's a waste of his time. Because oh, yeah, he, it was sold out, so he probably got yeah, the money in advance. But no, I'm talking about not, not just the money that he gets paid for the show. He gets paid uh, a percentage of the tickets as well. Right. So if they're refunding people their money. I think that the venue should be liable to pay Dave what he would have made yeah. off of those ticket sales. He didn't do anything Well, they wrong. moved the, right. the show to another spot, so I, I guess all the ticket holders were still able to go to the show. Oh, they oh, moved so it Yeah, that's the what show. I said. They said it's moved to the Varsity Theater. Oh, I thought you said they canceled it. No, I said it, I said it twice. I uh-huh. said they moved it. So he still performed to Varsity. Uh-huh. Yes, to Varsity Theater, and they sent an email to people with confirmation with their tickets. So what's the point? To go to the other theater. So that's what was the it. point then? They just didn't want it in that venue? At that venue, yeah. I guess the venue was getting backlash. And, and I feel bad because I know Dave loves Prince so much. He probably was excited to do his show in that particular location. And if you know his heart, you know he doesn't have any issues with the LGBTQ plus community. But I guess the special, the closer, is what's causing well, all yeah, this. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to tell the LGBTQ community what to be upset about. But, you know, it, it's, it's a waste of Dave's time because this venue knew who it was getting in business with. Like, a you long knew, time ago when they booked right. it. Yeah. When you, the show sold out, you know. Right. You, I think it sold out in five minutes, too. That's right. You knew that some members of the LGBT community would have a problem with this. So, you know, for you to waste my time like that, I need to get paid. All right, now Division has a new single coming out tomorrow. It's called If I Get Caught. All right, you know I love Division, so I got to make sure we talk about this. Now they posted If I Get Caught this Friday, the anthem we all needed, produced by Jermaine Dupree. And they also added Brian Michael Cox and, of course, 1985, who's in the group. And uh, they posted a message, a, a text conversation with Jay-Z. Where Jay Z said, "Ha, I don't, I didn't think one song, one could make a song more toxic than Song Cry. I stand corrected. So I guess this is going to be a very toxic song. And so as they're trying to clear the sample, they said, "Ha, is that a yes?" And Jay Z responded, "I just want a disclaimer that says that I said this song is wrong and you're good." <laughs> that wasn't with Division. That was with Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, with Jermaine Dupri who produced it. Mm-hmm. So Div- Division posted it on their page mm-hmm. so that JD, conversation yeah. yes alright so um, they also have a trailer for the song and here is that trailer for If I Get Caught we're going to listen to a song If I Get Caught 
Somebody finally said it. <laughs> I am polyamorous. I am monogamous in a relationship. I'm married. I am single in a relationship. I am bisexual. I'm straight. What is your gut reaction to the song? I'm gender. Very gaslighting. Low-key disrespectful. Got me in the feeling. I understand what he's saying. I just don't agree with it. Don't treat these bitches like they number one. That's, That's some toxic shit. Yeah. He ain't. Yeah, I no. <laughs> you feel like he was telling the truth. A man wants slut. Okay, Drake. <laughs> Yo, edit this out. So, I guess the song is going to be very toxic when we hear it tomorrow. So, can't wait to hear what that's all about. All right, and you know they are signed to OVO, to Drake. And so, he congratulated... By the way, Drake also congratulated Bad Bunny yesterday on breaking Spotify streaming records. He broke his own all-time record for a biggest streaming year for any artist in Spotify history with over 10.3 billion through July 17th. So Drake posted, at Bad Bunny, my guy is moving different. I mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is your rumor reports. All right, thank you, Missy. Let's get to the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Again, I want to remind you guys, August 20th, it goes down my car show in Atlantic City. It's a family fun day, so bring the kids, bring your mama, bring your grandfather, bring your father. It's a family fun day, so we got amusement rides for the kids, carnival games. Uh, there's going to be a BMX show. There's going to be a roller skating rink. And then we got celebrity cars and all types of cars from uh, Meek Mill, 50 Cent, Little Uzi to uh, Jim Jones, Fat Joe, Fabulous, DJ Clue, Little Kim, and so many more. Trader Truth and Lynn's Garage are going to be bringing the Southern cars. So we're going to be doing a South versus New York. So if you want to get your car in the show, I want to see you pull up. All right? And link in the bio for all information and to get your tickets. All right. Let me, let me get a couple plugs, Damn, man. man. Get your uh, plug. I want to tell everybody. Uh, plug or you got it? Shut up. Sunday, August 28th is the Black Effect Podcast Festival uh, in Brooklyn. Um, make sure you go get your tickets at Black Effect dot com uh, backslash podcast festival it's an opportunity to see a lot of your favorite podcasts live like the 85 south show and horrible decisions just to name a couple of those and we got a a, a business of podcasting panel and a woman of podcasting panel so join us you're gonna have food drinks all of that good stuff on sunday august 28th and i want to say man uh salute to my good brother kevin hart you know we got our company at audible sbh productions today uh, we dropped our second release on SBH Productions. It's called The Summer of 85. It's narrated by Kevin Hart, uh, created by my man Chris Morrow. Salute to my guy, Chris. And it tells the story about the summer of 1985 in Philadelphia. Eddie, you from Philly. You remember what happened in the summer of 85, right? It was when they had uh, the Live Aid concert and it was the bombing of the headquarters of move so you know uh some of 85 tells that story and it's narrated by kevin hart so um everybody that has an audible subscription go check that out today and if you don't have an audible subscription go get one and go listen to some of 85 uh came out today courtesy of sph Productions. so thank you for all the support all right well hit us with a positive note the positive note is simply this man and um it's really quite simple and i just really want you to pay attention to it what's for you won't lower your vibration. That's how you'll know. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangsta Rap. Let's go. Gangsta Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangsta Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.